hey hey guys what is up welcome back to the uncensored woman i am your host heather christine i hope all of you beautiful amazing people out there are having a wonderful day I do want to express at the very beginning of this episode, it is very windy where I live, so please excuse the noise of the chimes in front of my house if you can hear them. I, random, random little side note here, I absolutely love chimes. Um, Growing up, my mom always had them, my mama always had them, my granny had them. I love wind chimes. Uh, they're peaceful to me. I, they annoy the heck out of my kids, but I love them. So at my house, my particular house, my front porch lines up right in the middle of my home. Um, and so on one side of the house, on one side of the porch, you have my window. And then on the other side of the home, on the other side of the porch, you have one of my children's windows in front. And I hung the chimes up on my side so I can hear them at night if it's windy and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just peaceful to me. But I do apologize if you can win, uh, win them. No, Heather, I do apologize if you can hear them. <laughs> um, But I am going to talk about a highly requested subject today, and that is how the government assistant programs really traps you as an individual, but also how to get up out of that as a single parent specifically. So many people have been like, oh, I feel like I'll never get off this, Heather. Like, how did you do that? What are what are you doing that I'm not doing? And so I wanted to come to talk to you all today to hopefully give you all some tips and also give you some motivation, okay? Don't be so hard on yourself. I promise it's it does take hard work, but you absolutely can get out of it. I thoroughly believe it is made to trap you. However, you can do anything you put your mind to with hard work. And let me remind you all, I do not just have one kid. I have four. So I feel like if I can get out of it, most people can. So if you all want to hear all about that, please stick around. But before we hop into the main segment... As always, please download The Uncensored Woman on whatever platform you are listening to me on. And if you have iTunes, give The Uncensored Woman a review. I always appreciate that, as well as I appreciate my day ones, my loyal listeners. You all make this show what it is. Without you all, this show would be absolutely nothing. So much love to you guys. Um, But yeah, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into the main segment. Okay, you all, I wanted to go ahead and start this episode with a backstory on myself, just in case you all don't know the backstory or there's new listeners that have no clue. So again, my name is Heather, 
I am a single mother to four beautiful children. Uh, my oldest son is 15 years old. His name is Caden. My daughter is 13. She'll be 14 in a couple of months. Her name is Kaylee. And I have identical twin boys that literally just turned 10 and their names are Connor and Isaiah. I was left without really an option to be a single mother at the end of 2012. The father of my twins, I was deeply in love with him, but he fell into a problem of addiction, which landed him in prison and he is serving time at federal prison as we speak. And yeah, I was absolutely terrified. Not only was my heart broken, but I was like, how in the hell am I supposed to raise four kids by myself? Like, what in the hell type of job do I have to have to do this shit? Like, I, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Okay. As I said, that was at the end of 2012. It is now 2022. And I'm going to line up all of these dates to give you all some clear perspective and insight. Because I think it will be motivating. Because I think when people talk about this, they act like, I mean, maybe for some people, they are overnight successes. But for most of us, it takes time and hard work put in and effort and tears and sleepless nights. It's not easy, but you can get out of it. So anyways, for perspective, again, I was left to be a single mother to four children in 2012. It is now 2022. I just got out of all of that at the end of 2020. Okay. So that's a little hindsight. In 2012, when Stephen is what we call him, because I don't want to give away his identity, but the father of my twins, when he left me, I was currently living in a townhome that I hated. Of course, everybody was, give, you know, giving me advice or whatever on what to do. And I heard about these homes in my area and specifically the management at the apartment complex I was living at also rented out these houses. Now, these houses were not Section 8. They were HUD houses, meaning when you get Section 8, you have to sign up, you have to wait, um, you get a voucher, and I'm really not sure exactly how it works because I've never been on it, but I've worked in property management and I've dealt with the Section 8 offices leasing to people. Um, so I do know you get a voucher and it's like based off of your income and they're very strict about their houses and, and stuff like that. On HUD, you put your name on a list with whoever is renting out an apartment house, whatever, 
and you have a set rent every month. Okay. Um, so it's not zero like it can be on section eight, but it's not as high as it would be if you were, you know, not having any type or not receiving any type of assistance, if you all get that. So like, let's say in my old house, I think my old house was the market rate for that house, meaning if that house was to be rented to somebody that was not receiving assistance, I think the last time that they went over it, the house valued around like eight fifty a month. Okay. But because I was on HUD, I was only paying 500 a month. So as you can see, it's a lot of help. Now, whether I believe that old house was even worth what they wanted on market, I'd never tell you that house was a piece of shit. It was falling apart. Sad story real quick. I moved into that house in, I think, April of 2013. And it was decent at that time. When I was moving in, it was under different management. And they did tell me like, hey, I know the floors are kind of messed up. Um, like as in the kitchen and bathroom floors, because they had just laid new carpet, which was great. But they were like these other floors within the year, we are going to replace them out. So don't worry about that. And we are going to do a couple other things within the house. Um, so just hold tight. Well, fast forward to, I think like a year and a half in, they changed management. That never happened. And within three years, my house started falling apart. You guys, when I tell you why I came from nothing, I came from nothing. My old house had mold in it. The kitchen floors, no matter how much you clean them, were just so disgusting. I remember I would sit and scrub and scrub and scrub and cry and I was so embarrassed. I was so ashamed. And I never knew if I was going to get out of it. When I moved in there in 2013, I had a five-year plan. So I said, okay, we are thankful that, you know, we've got in this house you know, my kids have a regular house to live in. They have a yard. Um, unlike Section 8, it wasn't in like a Section 8 neighborhood or anything. Another reason why I liked it is because it was in a neighborhood full of people that had bought their houses. So you had different types of people in the neighborhood. It wasn't like you were surrounded by a bunch of, you know, other low income people because whether you like this statistic or not it's true when you are in a predominantly low income neighborhood there's worse you know criminal activity and stuff like that and so I never wanted to be placed 
anywhere like that. Okay. I never want to have to go anywhere like that, which is another reason why I never signed on to section eight. Um, and you know, so it was decent when we moved in, we had a yard, we had a house and we had nice neighbors. The area, the city I live in was never going to really be bad because there are a bunch of affluent families out here. I live in a very wealthy city. So even if you go to the worst part of the city, it's it's still really not bad. And it really does give your kids the best chance at life if you are low income because they're surrounded by so many other successful families. And... um it's a small community, but it's a great community. And so anyways, I thought by 2018, I would be out of there latest. Well, my five-year plan turned into about seven and a half years. Now that I look back at it, I'm like... That's still so amazing. Like that is still so amazing. I only went two and a half years over my five year plan to get off of assistance and move. Like some people don't accomplish that in a lifetime. And I am a single mother to four kids. Kids are fucking expensive. So now looking back at it. It is such a victory, but at the time, especially towards end of living there, I mean, I was so depressed. You could ask one of my best friends that still lives on that street. She'd, she'd tell you. The landlord was terrible to me. They got on me over every little thing. They wanted me out. If you all didn't know, they tried to evict me. I won the case in court because they had no grounds to stand on. But they were, they put me through absolute fucking hell. And my house wasn't even worth all of this. It was falling apart. And I just didn't see the end of the struggle. And that's why I'm here to talk to you all today. Because coincidentally, I, I went ahead and pulled this up. Let's just say you're having a bad day as a single parent and you're like, God, I want to reach my goals. I want to get off assistance. Like, where do I even begin? Oh, I know. Let me type into Google how to get off of government assistance as a single mother. Now, this is interesting. Google is not going to take you to any type of articles from successful single mothers that have been through the trenches and came out on top. No. Instead of answering your questions, it flipped it back into. So I specifically searched how to get off of government assistance as a single mother. And the first topic that pops up on the Google search is how to get government help for single moms and then it has a list of grants for mothers federal Pell Grant federal supplemental educational opportunity grant federal work study grant federal student loan 
um, temporary assistance for needy families, welfare, diversion, cash assistance, um, SNAP, which is food stamps, um, WIC, such and such. Um, also, people also ask, what benefits is a single mother entitled to? How can a single mom survive without a job? How much is a single mother entitled to? Most helpful government assistant programs for single moms. Single mother's assistance in Kentucky, because Kentucky's where I live. Grants, housing, and more financial assistance for single moms. Assistance for single moms in Kentucky. Financial help for single parents. Apply for legitimate personal grants. Financial aid benefits and programs to help single parents. Analysis. Do welfare recipients get 35000 in benefits a year? Government help for single parents with little income. Is there any help available for my single parent family? Housing assistance. Frequently asked questions about CDSS programs. Financial assistance for single mothers. Apply for cash assistance. Income fell for poorest children of single mothers and welfare laws first decade. How to get government assistance. So anyways, the point I'm making, this is really sad. Okay. This is a really sad because out of all the people in the world. Besides like people of other races that, you know, um, face struggles that I will never know about as a white woman. But besides that, out of all the people in the world, single mothers are so targeted. As you can tell from this Google search that I did, and I searched how to get help to get off of assistance. And all it's giving me is how to get more assistance. Single mothers are targeted and they're scammed and, you know, all this stuff about getting more help or taking out a loan. Listen, if I need assistance, do I really need to be taking out a loan? Probably not. That's probably not the most financially sound decision. But that's what you will get. It'll all be there. And then trust me, as a person... That has been on assistance. I received child care help. I received housing help. I received food stamps. I received medical benefits. I never received welfare like as in cash benefits. But I received all those others that I just said. And they'll give and give and give and give. The problem is when you're trying to get off of it, there's like this scale. That's how I always refer to it, like a balancing scale. And nothing ever seems like it balances out, right? Okay, so let's just say, I don't know, just to throw in an example. Okay, let's say tomorrow, as a single mother that was going through a lot, let's just say I was making $10 an hour because at one time in my life, that's what I started out at. And, um, as a single mother, I was making $10 an hour. All my kids were still in childcare and I got offered a job at the time to move up to $13 an hour. 
what that specific time moving up to $13 an hour would have cut back on my food benefits would have taken away most of my child care help and would have caused a lot of problems with a lot of other things. And so at the end of the day, it made no sense for me to move up in money because I was losing more than I was gaining. And so I kind of had to play the system for a little bit. And that's what I mean when I say it'll trap you. Because you have to hit a sweet spot in order to get out of it. And that usually doesn't happen overnight because you have to work your butt off. You have to gain experience. You have to put in a savings. As I said, it took me seven and a half years to get to something better. And even then, people will still try to tell you, oh, well, just take advantage of the assistance. Like, I wish I could have that assistance. I wish. No, you don't. No, you don't. I don't get people for, I, for the life of me. I don't get people that say that. Why do you want to be in that bracket? So people can make fun of you all the time for having assistance because believe me, people do. I have had complete strangers to me make remarks to me in the grocery store when my kids were younger with all of my kids with me. I'll never forget one day I was I was I was at Kroger, which is a local grocery store in my area. I was grocery shopping. I was about to check out. It's the last time I ever went through a regular line. After that, I started doing new scans all the time um, because I didn't want the people behind me paying attention to what I was doing because of this. It scarred me. So I was in line and I started checking out. I had all my kids with me. I had just picked them up from daycare. I was in my work clothes. I was in, this was when I was working in property management. So I was in a black dress, black heels. I had my hair done. You could clearly tell that I had just picked my kids up from daycare and I had just came from work. I looked very professional. But baby, I pulled out that food stamp card and this witch behind me started laughing and said that I was the problem with our world today and that I shouldn't have had kids if I couldn't take care of them without government assistance and I was a piece of trash and all this was said not just to me but in front of my kids I was humiliated to say the least I got my groceries went to my car loaded my kids back up and cried my eyes out and that is another thing like let somebody be if they're really trying okay if they need assistance but they're really trying just let them be it's probably hard enough already on them to accept the assistance and and especially if they're a stranger to you you don't know their backstory this lady had no clue that I had left somebody that almost killed me from beating me so bad that had a drug problem and I was just doing my best to take care of my kids. 
and I was going to work every day for hardly any money and busting my ass for a company who did not appreciate me. She didn't care about any of that. All she cared about was I had that little car with an American flag on it and I was using it to get me and my kids food. And quite honestly, she was probably pissed because she's probably one of those people that didn't believe that I should be able to buy my kids snacks and myself caffeine because I had a food stamp card. The world can be a terrible place when you're on assistance. And then, like I said, it's hard as hell to get off. But please know that you can get off. You can get to a better place. As I said, as a single mother with four kids, if I can do it, I have no doubt in my mind that all of you all can do it. As I said, you have to make a plan. Even if you run over that plan a little bit, like time-wise. Like I said, I made a five-year plan. It took me seven and a half years. That's fine. But don't throw in the towel. Don't give up. Keep working for it. Also, you're setting an, a hell of an example for your kids. Okay? They're, they're watching all of this. I didn't get exactly how much my kids were watching me until... They got a little bit older. My oldest son is a freshman in high school. And one of the first papers he wrote this year was about me. He could have wrote about anything. He wrote about his mother and his mother's ability to keep pushing and not to give up. And how I never threw in the towel regardless of everything that was stacked against me. And now we had this beautiful house because of my willingness to continuously put in so much effort for them. That made every single sleepless night, every tear dropped, every person bashing me. It made it all worth it. So many people told me that I would never even get to where I am now. Which is in this beautiful home that I do pay a hell of a lot of money for. I'm not going to lie. It's ridiculous how much rent is right now. But I'm still proud to pay it. Because honey, it's 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 um not assisted. And I'm doing it on my own. And that makes me so proud. But you have to want it for yourself and you have to work and you have to remember when you're at the bottom of the bottom. That the only way that you will fail is if you quit. If you keep going, you eventually have to get somewhere, okay? But you have to put that work in. And like I said, unless you just get really lucky and hit the lottery, it's probably not going to be an overnight success. But at the end of the day, I can tell you, hell yeah, it's worth it. I love inviting people over to my house now to come in and look. Because I never thought I would have this. And guess the hell what? People are shaking in their fucking boots. 
that ran their mouth about me because neither did they. They never thought I would be here either. And yet here I am. Thanks to me, nobody else. But like I said, play the system while you need it. Like while your kids are in childcare and stuff, as soon as you can pull them out, pull them out. Okay. Start working your way up, set goals. You absolutely, I think it's such a vital part of this to make a, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a, a three-year plan, whatever type of plan you want to make, because it gives you a deadline. And even if you go a little over that deadline, it still is a motivator. Look into side hustles, stuff to help you make extra money. This podcast helps me make extra money. I make extra money off this podcast alone. Thank you guys, by the way. Um, I need to get back on YouTube because I'm only a few hundred subscribers away from being monetized. And that could be another good side hustle for me. Then I work full time and I also do a bunch of things on the side for money. Besides podcasting or social media. Like I'll go clean somebody's house for them. I'll go help somebody, you know, do whatever they need me to do. Um, I don't care as long as I'm making some money. I mean, God, that kind of sounded bad. Of course, I have boundaries. Like, I'm not, like, selling my body or anything. Don't think that. But I'm just saying, like, I, I just I just got in my head and I was like, okay, what are we going to do, Heather? Because these kids deserve so much. And that was another thing, you know. I also, during those years, couldn't really travel with my kids or do anything like that because I didn't have the money. But I knew if I stayed consistent and persistent and worked towards those goals every day that eventually I would be in a better place and eventually I would be able to see the brighter side, to have a nicer place to live for uh, the kids and I, um, to go on vacations. And we've done that. And yes, I did make sacrifices along the way. For so long, I was wearing clothes that were like 10 years old, okay? I'd have tennis shoes for five years at a time. If they could last longer, then they lasted longer. My freaking car, you guys. I am planning to finally get a, a newer one in about six months. But I'm hoping this baby will last me another six months. Number one, I'm one of those people that never really cared about being flashy with a new car. Cars depreciate as soon as you drive off the lot with them. Um, I've just never been one of those people. I'd rather have a nice place to live as opposed to the newest car. And my car is literally a 2005 and I'm riding that thing till the wheels fall off. Because that's somewhere else I could save money. I don't have car payments every month. But you will do what you got to do in order to get off. But you cannot fall into the mentality of, oh, 
this is all I'm ever going to have. I'm never going to do anything better. And I'm, I'll, I'll just settle for this. Don't do that. Like I said in the beginning of the episode and, and so many other times around this episode, the government wants to trap you into that. Don't fall victim to that. You can get out. It's a slow process, but you can absolutely get out. You just got to take it step by step and do it a little bit at a time. And for the love of God, you're not going to find your answers on Google. I, I, I read you all what you find on Google. I'm also eventually going to make a YouTube video on this to kind of show you like my planner and my but like I have a day to day planner. I have a budget planner. Um, I have trackers for certain things. Um, I just try to set myself up nicely. Also, savings. Even if at first you only can put a couple dollars a week into your savings. And I, I do mean, I know sometimes all you have is maybe $5 a week. Whatever. It'll add up over time. Just put it in there and act like you never even seen it. Start building yourself something. Start looking into side hustles. And like I said, make a plan and you will be able to get out of it. And that's exactly how I got out of it. It took a while, but baby, I, I promise you the race is worth it, worth it once you cross that finish line. And I've learned so much. I know it probably sounds like cliche or corny for me to say and people are probably like oh she's she's just saying that because she couldn't have done any different but no I'm not. I wouldn't trade my past even with all the struggle you know why because it made me into who I am today and it taught me how to become the person I am today and how to be a strong badass woman some lessons are taught the hard way and I'm a hard-headed person and I've learned best from it and it also humbled the shit out of me. You know, my parents had money and when I first graduated high school, I married somebody that made good money and I always had money and then when I was left to be a single mother, I had zero, nothing and I became one of the people I used to make fun of back in the day. Yes, that's right. In my early 20s, when I had everything in the world, I did make fun of people like that. And God said, no, baby, you're being humbled today. And I was humbled for years. I thought God had given up on me. And also, not to mention, in the midst of those seven and a half years, I also went through those few years of addiction issues. So technically, I probably could have been a little bit further sooner do you know what? It's okay because all of these life experiences have shaped me. And if you utilize your struggles, they will shape you as well. And I promise they're always, it's always worth it if you can learn something out of it and get to a better place. There's not a magic answer on how to get off of government assistance and how to get somewhere different in life. The answer is a plan and hard work and to never give up please take that to heart and know that you can do it with those things
And yeah, with that, I am going to wrap up this episode. I just, I had so many people ask me about this and I, I wanted to talk about it and how I went about doing it. And I thought maybe it would be a, a little bit of motivation for you guys. I know it's not my normal upload day, but I do hope that it is some good motivation for you all. And you do think about it and you do know that you are worthy and you are capable and you can get somewhere different. If you are in those shoes or you're struggling, it will be okay, but you have to keep going no matter how you feel. You have to work just as hard on your bad days as you did your good days. And that's just a plain and simple fact because nobody's going to come along on a white horse and save you. At least that didn't happen in my life. And if somebody does come along along the way, great. But at least you know if they ever leave, you can still take care of you because that's what you've been doing. And that's a beautiful thing. And most importantly are the kids. Like I said, be an example for them. If I didn't do anything else in my kid's life, I at least wanted them to see their mother get off assistance. You know why? Because I wanted them to know no matter what mistakes you've made in life or no matter how wrong you've been done or no matter the hard ass circumstances with hard work and effort, you can get out of anything and make a better future for yourself. And it is possible to get off of assistance because so many people think it's damn near impossible, but it isn't. And like I said, I think here within a month, I am going to make a very, very detailed YouTube video on this to, you know, go more in depth on every single thing. But until that point, I really do hope this episode helped you. If you're a single mama out there or a single daddy, just know that everything's going to be okay. You are worth it and you will get somewhere as long as you never quit. Always strive for better and know that you are worth that extra effort too. Okay. But that is it. Peace, love, and happiness. Stay happy. Stay sober. Stay cool. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye guys.